0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of What the Forensics. My name is Rebecca, and I am joined here again today by the wonderful Journey and Nicole. This week, uh, we want to discuss some recent cases that are still ongoing. However, while we were recording, we discovered that we got far too into these ongoing cases and decided that we should split these into two episodes. So in this episode, which is part one of our ongoing cases, Nicole is going to be telling us all about the case of Lori Vallow Daybell, and I'm not sure about you guys if you've heard much about it, but personally, I'm very excited to hear about it because I've heard a little bit about it in the news, um, but I know in the coming months that there's going to be a lot more news coming out about it. Um, just before we get started, I would like to note that there is a listener's discretion advised as we do have discussions of child death, but um, with that being said, Nicole, would you like to get us started? I would love to. So for this case, I'm kind
1: of going to focus more on the timeline and like the most recent stuff, rather than like deep diving into her personal life, her background, her history, like where she's from, all of that stuff. Um, Because I kind of think it's a little irrelevant to what's been going on. So I'm going to start this whole story in 2006. And this is when Lori marries this businessman named Charles Vallow. And this is her fourth husband by this time. So together, together the two of them raised Lori's daughter from her previous marriage, um, Tylee Ryan. And things are all fine and dandy with the three of them for a little while. They live as the three a thruple not a thruple because there's a child involved. but the three of them until about 2014 and then 2014 rolls around and both laurie and charles adopt joshua jackson Vallow, and here and i'm going to refer to him as jj valo he was the grandson of charles's sister so that would make him charles's grand nephew i don't Honestly, didn't delve too deep into why that happened, that circumstance, but JJ ended up with the two of them. And family friends of Lori's do, do recall her being, quote, an ideal mother, end quote, to both Tylee and JJ. But especially when it came to JJ, as she is said to be very patient and understanding with him and his autism. Um and the four of them continued on as kind of this happy quartet for a few w- years until 2017, when things begin to shift and change within their family dynamic, and especially with how Lori was with her children. So she began reading books by author Chad Daybell, who wrote several fiction books about the end of the world and how to prep for the apocalyptic. Um, for various apocalyptic scenarios. Chad's books were loosely based on two near-death experiences he had faced while growing up. One was at 17 during a cliff jumping accident where he supposedly, quote, crossed into another dimension and realized there was a world beyond this one, end quote. And then another near-death experience in his early 20s in California. Here, he was hit by a massive wave while out in the ocean, and I guess he kind of got taken up in the wave and the tide. Um, And while under the water, his spirit apparently was visiting with his grandfather, who, quote, showed him future events involving his still unborn children – this accident caused his veil that separates mortal life from the spirit world to stay partially open, so he often feels as if he has a foot in both worlds. End quote. So, basically, after this second near death experience, he sees himself as someone who can cross between the spirit and the mortal world. Um, his futuristic novels are also. Have, like they're also themed and surrounding the theology of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints which is also known as LDS and this is a Christian denomination belonging to Mormonism so his books were from my understanding like heavily influenced by LDS theology and beliefs um And so Chad lived outside of Rexburg, Idaho, um, a place that has dubbed itself America's Family Community, where it's estimated that 95% of the town's 35,000 population subscribes to the Mormonism faith or to Mormon faith. So there are a lot of Mormons in this area, which I think will play a large role later on in this story.
2: Yeah, that's a wild percentage.
1: A wild percentage. and I don't know the accuracy in that, but I have a feeling because most sources I read um, like mentioned how prominent the community was in this area. Um, so yeah, there's a lot, a lot there.
2: Yeah, I believe it. There's a lot of people who practice Mormonism. Yeah, and I find that
1: they tend to congregate all together in communities. And I feel like it's well, that most of the time with various religions, like they, they'll find communities of themselves.
2: Yeah. Um, like even in Alberta um, by Waterton, there's like a giant uh, Mormon temple and like a okay. giant Mormon community. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, in 2018,
1: um, so the following year, Lori and this author, Chad meet in person at a religious conference where Chad was a featured speaker and at this time, he was kind of seen as a celebrity of sorts within a group of Mormons. And it was the, this group of Mormons who kind of believed that the end was imminent and it was a bound to happen. And they got to prep for that. I will also note in 2018 that Lori's previous partner, um, the father of Ty Lee, died didn't delve further into how, why, the circumstances around that. It wasn't, like, important to the story. It was just of note was that he had passed away at this time. Um, But at this religious conference where Chad and Lori met, um, he had talked about visions he had and what was going to happen in the last days. So the last days that were going to come. And he was also the host of a religious-focused podcast, which I guess Lori appeared on on several occasions. And this is when people kind of began to question whether their friendship was more than just friendship. Um, I did try to find this podcast, and everything that I searched was providing Fruitless. So I can't actually find the name of this podcast because – When I do look it up, it's all of the true crime podcasts, like ourselves, we are probably part of the problem, Um, showing up and talking about the trial and the court case and all of that stuff. But there there are multiple reports that say this podcast does exist and that's a component of how they met. So I'm going to say that one's true and believe that it does.
2: Yeah. Did you just find um, it really quickly? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> um <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure they talk about it on the Netflix documentary Sins of Our Mother that is yeah. about the Lori Ballow case. I'm fairly certain I remember hearing and seeing like clips of it, but I don't remember the name off my top of my head.
1: Yeah, there was a Court TV YouTube channel, which like I kind of took with a grain of salt researching this. Um they discussed the podcast and i um and then the sins of our mother i because i am now provinces away i do not have access to my mother's netflix account so i wasn't able to watch the documentary but i heard it's great so i recommend that we we'll put that in our uh recommended watch read list um but yeah so there was this podcast Very religiously based. They met on it. She was a co-star every now and then. And um, throughout this time, though, when there were kind of speculations that maybe there was something else going on between the two of them, um, Chad was still married to Tammy Daybell, and they were raising five children together. So he was a married man. He was a married religious man. So, this is a bit surprising to me. I don't know religion all that well, let alone Mormonism.
2: So, I don't know if this is a thing. Um, um, but it is a thing within the Mormon community to have more than one wife. polyamory. Yeah. Okay. Yes, they do practice okay. Um, polyamory. Or okay. Or polygamy. So, um,
1: this could very well be something like that. And he is seeing himself as a prophet. I have... It kind of feels cult-ish in a sense where he is taking on this new wife and these beliefs. We'll have that discussion after. (laughs) Anyways, um, friends of Laurie and Chad during this time do also recall the two of them talking about zombies every now and then. And so these zombies weren't what we would think of zombies as like the dead come back to life um they were people who believed who they believed had their souls replaced by dark spirits and so her laura's beliefs started to get even more darker and a little bit more out there according to her friends and by late 2018 early 2019 laura even began referring to her husband charles at the time as a demon and zombie and it even got to the point where Charles ended up going to the police regarding to regarding his concerns, and so there's actually like police body cam footage that's out there um, of Charles talking to these police on January 31st, 2019, and it shows him talking to the police about how, um, and he quotes this as her religious stuff has gone way off the deep end end quote and that laurie's been talking about and stating that she has these visions um that people around her have their bodies taken over that spirits are t- dark spirits are taking over their bodies and that these individuals are being turned into zombies and Charles continues to mention, too, to the police that Lori believed that she, that, sorry, Charles had been taken over by a dark spirit named Nick Schneider. Don't know the significance of that name, but Nick Schneider apparently took over his body. And Charles had told the police that Lori had said to him, quote, Charles has been killed. I'm going to kill you. I can do it. End quote yeah (laughs) yeah um again
2: go ahead who did she say that to her husband charles saying that charles was dead okay because she thought she was speaking to the dark spirit the dark spirit
1: yeah and i will say it gets a bit confusing because there's charles and chad charles was her like fourth husband chad becomes the new guy who is very much involved with this case um so yeah like she would have conversations with charles and talk to him as if he's not actually charles like he is some dark spirit that needs to get be gone and like that is
2: crazy just fully delusional
1: yeah so rightfully so like he goes to the police and was like i'm a little concerned and fearful Mm. Um and to add on to all of this, he also tells the police that Laurie also believed that she was married to the Angel Moroni in her past life, which I guess is a very prominent figure in LDS religion. Um he is just this angel. He's often the one on top of um I don't know if temple is the right word, but he's got like this gold trumpet. And so um she believes that she used to be married to Moroni and that she has special powers and that she's also a prophet who knew when the second coming was going to happen, which was
2: going to be the following year. So just a little, a little delusions. Yeah. So the second coming was 2019, right? Yeah.
1: No, this would have been 2020-ish.
0: Oh, okay. But it- I'm curious to know where you were going with that journey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Is COVID the second coming? Because she's not wrong. The world did go to shit. Yeah, in twenty twenty, the world. Yeah,
1: in twenty twenty, mm-hmm. the world did go to shit in twenty twenty. So that I don't know exactly when these conversations happened. I assume now that you mentioned that it was either early twenty nineteen or late or within twenty eighteen that this happened. Because he didn't, like, Charles didn't go to the police until jan- the end of January 2019. So I would assume either the second coming was going to happen 2020 or 2019 would be the second coming, which also makes sense for the events that unfold regarding her children later on in right. t-
0: 2019. A spicy um, fun. Yeah. Yeah, really interesting. Uh, she sounds a little delusional. huh
1: <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little. And we're not done, though. Because she also apparently told Charles that, quote, she was receiving spiritual revelations and visions to help her gather and prepare those chosen to live in the New Jerusalem and, after the Great War, ha, as prophesized in the Book of Revelations. End quote. So in February, like I guess again, I'm not familiar with the religion, but in the Book of Revelations, there's this concept of 144,000 believers were to like carry on to the next. Like, they would survive and carry out and live past this apocalypse. So in February of 2019, when Charles filed for divorce, he did express his fears, rightfully so, for him and his children's lives. Um, And in the court documents, Charles had claimed that, quote, she believed she was a godlike figure sent to usher in the apocalypse and carry out the work of 144,000 believers, end quote. Um, which, again, was another reference to the Book of Revelations. And from what I had watched and from my understanding, it had to do with there being like 12 groups or 12 sects of 12,000 people, I think it was. And then when you add those together, you get one hundred forty five, 144,000 believers. Um, but yeah, so he rightfully, I would say, f- filed for divorce, kind of got out of that. Um, but lo and behold, a few months later in July of 2019, um, so Lori had then moved into, to Arizona and was living with her and her kids. Um, Charles had gone to Lori's house in Arizona to pick up JJ and drop him off at school. I'm not quite sure what their arrangement was with the kids, whether it was like week on, week off, or if he was in charge of certain things. But anyways, um, when he went to go pick up JJ, uh, he was shot and killed by Lori's brother, Alex Cox. Yep.
0: Where does her brother come into
1: this? (laughs) He just (laughs) kind of makes an appearance. (laughs) He's just there. And so in the police cam footage that's in some of the documentaries and, like, the court TV and all of the stuff that's online about it, uh, he's seen – Uh, Alex Cox is seen like sitting on the curb basically like kind of freaking out and the police are like okay what happened like there's a dead man in this house why don't you tell us what's going on and so Alex then tells them that Laurie and Charles the husband had apparently gotten into a fight and that Charles had threatened but also hit Alex over the head with a baseball bat and so Alex shot
0: Charles in self defense. You would think if he was hit with a baseball bat he would be like pleading or like dizzy or confused but no he's fine he's just stressed out on the sidewalk. Yeah. And the thing that also makes me question it too is
1: from what I could see in like the police cam footage it looks like She like Lori just comes out of nowhere. Like it's not like she's even coming from the house. It looks like she just drove up from doing errands and was like, "Hey, so like, why are you at my house?" And he's like, "Okay." The cops are like, "You got to stand back. We're kind of questioning this guy here. There's a dead man in your house. How long have you been living here?" And she's like, "Oh, I've only been here a couple months." And that's the whole other thing. But yeah, so Alex shoots Charles. Charles is dead in the house says that it's self-defense and that um, he was threatening Lori and Alex, but then Lori and Lee, the daughter also claim that like they back up this story and say, yeah, we heard the shot. Yeah. It was self-defense. And they told very similar stories as to what happened. And so Alex is never charged. With Charles' death.
2: Which I was so, a little shocked by. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do we ever, like, find out what actually happened to Charles? Or is this just a story that is what it is?
1: That's just, like, what it is. Like, he was shot by Alex. Okay. And Alex, will find out, ha- comes into play. He kind of is, like, okay. the family's hitman, it seems. Right.
2: So... How could Lori have heard the shot if she wasn't at the scene at the time that it happened, supposedly?
1: That is an excellent question, Journey.
2: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just wanted to make sure that I wasn't the only one that heard that. (laughs) No, you are
1: really critically thinking there, and I'm not sure how many detectives were at
0: the time or investigators were. Yeah, it it really sounds like there was some great detective work that went on there. Yeah, (laughs)
2: yeah,
1: and like maybe there's behind the scenes stuff that happened, and I just nothing was discussed about it in what I read. Um, But from what I read, it was just like it was self defense. He was shot, Mm, and now this husband is dead. (laughs) This divorced ex husband is dead. Well, solves a problem, I guess. It really does. Just call up Alex when you need something taken care of. Um, So that happened July, 2019 moving into September of 2019. Lori then moves from Arizona to where she was living to where Charles was killed in her house um, to Rexburg, Idaho. And this was just outside of where Charles was living. And so Rexburg is that community with like 95% Mormons, uh, Supporters?
2: I don't know if that's the right word. People who practice Mormonism. You could Mormon is just a like a a set. I a, don't know a term. Like you could a term? say like okay, ninety
1: five thousand Mormons. Ninety five percent were Mormon. Or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Ninety five percent were Mormon. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway, she moves to this little town called Rexburg, and moving closer to Chad. Um, and Alex, Alex Cox decides to also make the move and move into the same apartment complex as Lori. So I assume they've got quite the brother sister bond going on, um, by this point.
2: And now they're just closer as ever. I'm getting like incestual vibes.
1: Yeah, I don't.
2: Yeah. I don't know. That's I fair. can see where you're coming from though. Yeah, just just uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: um on September eighth, twenty nineteen, Lori, JJ Ty Lee, and Alex all visit Yellowstone National Park together. And this to this day remains the last known sighting and photo of Ty Lee before her disappearance. So there's photos of all of them at this national park. Um, but after that, we don't see or hear from Tylee. The very next day, on September 9th, 2019. Um, also, I don't know like the, the timing of events as to when the investigators found this out. I assume all of this happened... They started, they put out the missing persons and then decided obviously to investigate this and they went back and found all of this. I'm just explaining it in a chronological order to get a better idea of how it happened so I'm not jumping back and forth. But on uh, September 9th, 2019, the GPS in Alex's cell phone places him on Chad's property in the very back of his backyard. And I guess they had like four acres of property, but... Alex is seen to be on his property for about two hours this day. His GPS then shows him leaving the property. And about 14 minutes after this happens, Chad texts his wife, Tammy, at the time, quote, I've had an interesting morning. I felt I should burn all of the limb debris by the fire pit before it got too soaked by the coming storm. While I did so, I spotted a big raccoon along the fence. I hurried and got my gun, and he was still walking along. I got close enough that one shot did the trick. He is now in our pet cemetery. Fun times! Exclamation point.
0: End quote. That sounds like way too specific of a text to not be suspicious. Mm -hmm.
1: You would think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just you wait too, because when it comes full circle in the end, there's kind of a what the hell moment? But yeah, keep <laughs> this keep this text message in the back of your brain. Um, so yeah, that exchange happened. Text message was sent to Tammy. Um, a couple of weeks later, on September twenty second, two of Lori's friends, Melanie Gibb and her boyfriend David Warwick, um, they were spending the weekend over at Lori's house. They were visiting, and Warwick does recall seeing Alex, the brother carrying jj inside into Lori's apartment that night that's all i kind of heard from it i don't know if like jj was awake i don't know if jj was sleeping don't know the circumstances but he does remember seeing jj in alex's arms that night the next morning though when asked to see jj or just like to say good morning to jj Lori reportedly told them that JJ was a zombie and that her brother had taken him away. And this was the last
0: sighting of JJ. Last known I, sighting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. when she started having all of these like delusions and saying everyone's gonna die and I'm a god and all this stuff, like I feel like CPS has taken away kids for less. Mm-hmm. Why are her kids still in her custody? Right. Excellent question.
1: I would also like to know do I know? Absolutely not. (laughs) These are great afterthought
0: questions.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Like, she basically just admitted that her brother killed her son, and no one was like, um, what? Red flags. Yeah. You should go report this. I'm hearing alarm bells, like, what the hell? (laughs) Yeah. No, they were just like, oh okay, cool, taken off, taken away. Right. I guess, like, if someone said that, like, deadpan to your face, you'd kind of want to be like, okay, well, I'm also going to go away before Alex takes me out back and takes me away. But I would still, like, report it. Yeah,
1: you would think. You would think. But to each their own. Like, if my friend told me that they're – child was taken away, taken care of. I would like to think I would say something, but maybe they're joking. You never know. Um, and at this time too, like she was also like, she had also mentioned in the past about this whole zombie thing. So I don't know if her friends were just kind of like, ha ha, like, yeah, zombies. Like it's, you're just on one of your crazy, crazy spiels again. But needless to say, it wasn't reported at that time, from my understanding. Um, but on the same day as this guy, like her friends, ooh, what was his name? Warwick. Um, the same day that Lori had told them that, like, JJ was Alex took care of him, uh, investigators noted that Alex's phone's GPS again pinged in Chad's backyard. This time only for about 17 minutes, though. So not as long as the previous time. Um, About a month later, on October 19th, 2019, Chad's wife, Tammy, now dies. Their son, Garth, stated that she had passed away in her bed and that both he and his dad, Chad, called 911. Um, And in an interview with CBS 48 Hours, the five Daybell children talked about how they declined to have an autopsy performed when she had passed away. And this is because the coroner had told them that her death appeared to be due to natural causes. And I guess her health had been declining previous to her death. So it just kind of like made sense for them. And they're like, yeah, like I could see that she wasn't doing well, natural causes. So they just didn't bother with an autopsy. Um, after her death though, Chad received four hundred and thirty thousand dollars in life insurance money. And interestingly, a little over a month before her death, Chad increased the amount of coverage in the, her life insurance policy. So that kind of raises a little a little alarm bells, at least for me. At least yeah, there's was-
0: there are so many suspicious things happening <laughs> around this group of people. People just keep going missing and they're having delusions of the world ending and there's zombies and weird GPS pings and no one is thinking anything is wrong. Like mm-hmm. I, also I want to know how old is Chad's son Garth. Do we know that? They were they all seem to be middle aged. Like not middle aged, but like
1: they were all 15 plus, I want to say. Oh, wow. I didn't actually look. in. Like, they were adults.
0: Wow. Okay, because I I was wondering, like, I'd see if Garth was, like, five years old, and he's like, my dad said my mom died in bed, and, like, he wouldn't think anything of it, but it's... No, like, he's old enough to know better, unless, like, his dad did a really good job of hiding it. I'm just speculating. This is a crazy case.
1: Yeah. Really crazy. And, like, you you would like to think that all of these clues could be tied together and either prevented or caught sooner. Like something happened, but like it still goes on too, which is the crazy thing. And like, it just kind of, this case just baffles me because it just gets wilder and wilder because like a month before Tammy died, uh, Chad ups the life insurance coverage, whatever. 17 days before Tammy's death, Lori logs into her dead ex-husband's Amazon account and orders two matching wedding rings, $36 each. They weren't even nice wedding rings, I will say. They were $36 wedding rings.
0: So she couldn't even just make a new account. Why was his account still being paid for? <laughs> <laughs> That's beside the point,
2: but still. Yep. Okay, if you were an investigator in this case and you see mm-hmm. that Lori's husband yeah. is killed. Yeah. Um, Chad's wife is then yeah. dead after taking yeah. out a life insurance policy, and these two people are suspected to be having an affair. Yeah. Would you not Clue into that—that that maybe there's something fishy going on, especially with their like delusions. Kind of put two and two together, you know. Use the
0: red string. Yeah, it's a pretty excellent. clear line. Excellent question. You're really
1: using your brain on this case so far, <laughs> Journey. <laughs> and I don't Thanks. think many people were. Oh my god! <laughs> if gosh. they did, they just didn't care. And I don't know which is worse. Yeah. Right. Um. And like. <laughs> That's not even it. Like, I have in my notes, it just keeps getting more crazy. Like, two weeks after Tammy's death, Chad and Lori get married on a beach in Hawaii. Without the kids. Where are the kids? I don't know. But the two of them are in Hawaii getting married with their $36 wedding rings.
2: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Pardon my French, but no, that's the appropriate term for this case. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, around this time, too, I
1: guess – so, J.J. was Charles, the previous dead husband's son, right? So, when Charles died, Laurie kind of removed the communication from J.J.'s grandparents and then just, like, stopped that communication from happening between the two. Also not suspicious in the slightest. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. So – they hadn't spoken to JJ or even been in contact or seen him in like months at this point. So they were basically like, I don't know about this. They called the police up and they got them to conduct a welfare check. So the police went to Lori's house on November 26th of 2019 to ask where JJ was. She told them that JJ was safe and sound and that they were staying with Melanie Gibb, this, previously mentioned individual with the boyfriend with the last sightings of jj he was staying with her in arizona when she was questioned initially she wasn't saying much about where he was however afterwards she would later tell the police jj had never been with her
2: and she had no idea where he was so that just puts a <laughs> she fur- he, i'm furious um <laughs> why would you lie about that i don't know as an accomplice like you literally are just an accomplice at that point point. and like yeah, she,
0: that melanie sorry just she just incriminated herself right there like abstraction yeah. of justice
2: well and if she was the last person to have like seen jj or whatever and then the next morning uh what's her face Lori says oh my son was a zombie he alex took him away or whatever and then you like lie to the cops like what yeah yeah that's insane
0: Honestly, just in terms of, like, the timeline of, like, the kid going missing, grandparents being like, what's going on? It kind of reminds me of Casey Anthony's case.
1: Okay, Mm -hmm. funny you say that because the one of the grandparents in a press conference or, like, whatever speech talk that they did in front of press and uh, police, the grandfather goes to say, like, it's very much like a Casey Anthony type of case. And, like, not to compare it to Casey Anthony's case, but, like.
0: But there, there are, are some similarities. similarities.
1: Yeah, there are similarities. Um, so they then the police returned on the 27th so the next day, um, only to find that Lori and Chad were no longer there. They had left town. At this point, JJ is reported missing by his grandparents. And the kicker to this all is that as police are trying to like locate him and start this search... They realize, hmm, Ty Lee is also missing. Maybe we should search for her.
2: Yeah. I was just going to ask, like, has no one noticed that Ty Lee's been missing for a long time as well?
1: Yeah. I have no idea. You would think, I don't know if they were homeschooled, nothing was mentioned, but you would think either school would mention something. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. because Ty Lee. Or the Lee- grandparents who mentioned JJ was missing. So well, yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. Like, that's what I would have thought too. But I was just going to say, like, Ty Lee isn't blood related to those grandparents because she's from the marriage
2: before. Right.
0: Okay. So that does make a little more sense. Yeah. I, I still feel like if they were involved in Charles's and JJ's life and Charles was involved in Tylee's life, like you'd think they would also notice that, but I guess, I don't know. There's a lot of aspects that I guess we'll never know, mm-hmm. but it's frustrating. It's so frustrating. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, after they clued in, they're like, oh shit, I guess both kids are missing, not just the one. Um. A nationwide search began for the two of them, rightfully so. And like, a whole bunch of rewards put out there if they were found. But in the following month, um, Lori and Chad decided that their vacation was not done yet. So they go back to Hawaii and they're enjoying their life on the beach as investigators are trying to locate JJ and Tylee. Like they're not even back home trying to find their children with these police. They just said, We'll let them do their job. Let's go
2: have some drinks on a beach in Hawaii. Like, that's incredibly suspicious. Yeah. Yeah. Because how is no yeah. one, like, at their door being like, hey, so, like, I see that you're on vacation. Like, you're obviously not very worried about your missing children. So, like, are your children with you?
1: Yeah. And so in this court TV um, footage that I watched, again, I my credibility radar is all over the place with this video. Excuse me, this channel. Not sure. but. They do have someone go, it's kind of like a TMZ style interview. They like are up in their face as they're coming out of the court or somewhere with their phones interviewing them. And they're like, where are your kids? Like, why do you have nothing to say about your kids? And they either just don't say anything and keep walking or say no comment. And this guy's like, what do you mean no comment? Like, I have two kids of my own. I know they're at home. I know that they're safe with my wife and I know that I can get home to them tonight. Like it's not a hard question.
0: Like you should know where your children are, and they just yeah, didn't say anything. And, sorry, yeah. And also, they if their children genuinely were missing, they had enough. Like they didn't understand why aren't they being like the parents that go on like cbc news or whatever like pleading for their kids to come back looking for answers like if my kid went missing and i didn't know what was up i wouldn't just say no comment when someone says where's your
2: kids i'd be like i don't know help me look for them please Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) or like if they did know where they were like if they're going along with the facade of oh my kids are safe at home then say that say that don't just say nothing like yeah exactly just
0: maybe say like Oh, our name's been in the press for for some reason, but our kids are safe at home. We just don't want them exposed to this. Yeah, like that's more believable than no comment. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Um,
1: and so during this investigation, while they were trying to locate the two kids, uh, obviously suspicions grew. Rightfully so a little later than I would like to admit at this point um, regarding the circumstances around Tammy's death, though. So Chad's previous wife, Um, they ended up exhuming her body and an autopsy was conducted, which they later determined that Tammy did not die of natural causes. Her cause of death was asphyxiation, which, whoa, that's kind of
2: suspicious. What's going on there? Who knows? Um, so, did they perf- They didn't perform an autopsy when she first passed away. Correct. Okay.
0: Yeah. And that was because they refused, right?
1: Yeah. Basically, so the,
0: like they didn't ask for one? The kids, yeah. So,
1: I don't know if Chad had any say in this, but the kids didn't go through with an autopsy because they were like, oh, the coroner said she died of natural causes.
0: She wasn't doing well sure she died of natural causes i know it's not always like public knowledge about like difference between like medical examiner and coroner but in the states like eh, that really should be public knowledge that a coroner doesn't have to have any medical background because Mm -hmm. asphyxiation might look like
2: natural causes if you don't know what to look for yeah literally a coroner's only job is to walk up to a dead person and say this person's dead yep that's it and then yeah. basically
0: guess like this is suspicious or this looks natural like they don't yeah. they don't need justification to say it which is pretty gross yeah yeah one hundred
2: percent
1: it always I always laugh this is a side related unrelated um of that blind coroner that they had in the states do you guys remember that there was like
0: a blind coroner and an alcoholic coroner at some point. I and guess cuz they just elected officials and for some reason this county was like I think our coroner who has to determine the death of people should be blind because he ha- it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> Are you cold? Do you
2: have no pulse? Literally You're dead. So, was my just like a 17-year-old coroner. Probably.
1: That wouldn't I thought we talked me.
2: about one where she was like 17 or something. Yeah, but I could be wrong. That I would not be surprised. Um, So, yeah. So, Tammy
1: exhumed, believed to have not died of natural causes, but due to asphyxiation. And in the same month, in December 2019, guess who else shows up dead? Alex Cox, Lori's brother. He supposedly dies of... Yeah! He supposedly dies of a blood clot and natural causes. I don't no, know anything, anything else for it, but I think there is something else to that. Mm-hmm. I agree. But he is dead in Arizona. Um, so that makes four... Sus- nope. Tammy, Charles, Alex, the two kids. That makes quite a lot of deaths at this moment involved in this case. So now we're into 2020 Chad and Lori are tracked down by investigators to be in Hawaii. Lo and behold, they are without their children. So Lori has served an order on January 25th requiring her to produce her children by the end of the month, to which she failed to comply to. And so on February 20th, 2020, sorry, February 20th, 2020, Lori was arrested in Hawaii for child desertion. And then two weeks later, she was extradited back to to Idaho. I think I've been saying Ohio. If I say if I've said Ohio, I meant
2: Idaho. That's I think where I, I meant. I think I've been saying Idaho. Okay um, I also think it's bonkers that it wasn't until February that she was arrested for child desertion and her kids have been missing since September. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like That's an excellent amazing. thought and point yeah. of conversation journey. <laughs>
2: You are so on furious. the ball with
1: this episode.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just remembering all the rage I felt watching that documentary. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And especially like that, um, the the documentary I watched and just, and get the articles I watched. Like you think you're like frustrated
2: with it and then something else happens and you're like, what the fuck? Like how? <laughs> and the whole, like she had an, like she has an older son That didn't live with them at the time. Mm -hmm. Like, what about him? Like, he was, like, searching for his siblings. Like, excuse me? It's just crazy. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's... I don't know. It's sad to think that the town is spending more time searching for her kids than her herself. It just... Yeah. But, like, I guess if you know that they're dead, then you're not going to really, like search for them and she's just a special kind yeah. of psychopath where like she yeah. can't even show any remorse or pretend to like care. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't
1: know. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got on that one. <laughs> um so yeah, so she is arrested February for child desertion. Fast forward to June 9th, she is still not telling investigators anything about where her children are or what's happening. So on June 9th, the FBI, the Rexburg Police Department and the Fremont County Sheriff's Office, they begin searching um, Chad Daybell's property and so they did do a search prior to this, but this was in the winter time and the ground was still frozen. So they couldn't really do much. Um, so anyways, they came back fr- ground was not frozen and investigators dug in areas where they had seen Alex's phone pinging back to um, back in September and during this search they unfortunately discovered human re-
0: human remains buried in shallow graves that is such a surprise that no one ever ever would have seen coming are we sure it's not a raccoon who
1: funny you should say that i mentioned that don't spoil anything rebecca um But they found J.J. buried under a tree near a pond wrapped in plastic and duct tape. And about 50 yards away, Tylee's remains were found in a pet cemetery, unfortunately dismembered and burned. But burned, nonetheless, as per what he had mentioned in his text, and in the pet cemetery. One thing to note, Rebecca... Uh, no raccoon remains were ever found in this pet cemetery funny enough who would have thought um, just the remains of unfortunately a 17-year-old girl so um,
2: I have a question i go ahead i may not have an answer but let's hear it okay did he send that text because he shot Tylee in his backyard and he didn't – or Tylee was shot in the backyard and he didn't want his wife to, like, have heard the gunshot and be like, oh my gosh, what was that? And he's like, don't worry, honey, it was just a raccoon. Maybe. But, like, why is are he you just shooting raccoons
1: stupid? on your property? But then, yeah. like, did Tammy have an involvement with this? Was she just an innocent third-party bystander? Like, what was her yeah. role? she's dead we cannot ask her unfortunately um but again excellent question journey you are right on the ball with all of these hey thanks um (laughs) and i can't help but laugh at this but in the interview with the daybell children um they said well the investigators didn't look in our second pet cemetery so maybe that's where the raccoon is. <laughs>
0: I'm so sorry. How many pet cemeteries do they have? Why do you need more than one?
1: How many pets do you have? Why
0: are you burying wild animal raccoons
1: in this pet cemetery? Like, I have so many questions about this case.
2: That's, um, like, like yeah. Yep. The yep. kids also, like, just, like, killing the animals, just like their dad. And that's why they needed, like, a, two friggin' that pet cemeteries. many pet cemeteries? Yeah.
1: Excellent questions. Excellent questions. But they said, hey, the second one was never searched, so maybe you should search that one for the raccoon, because there probably is a raccoon, Um, despite us finding two dead children buried in your pet cemetery, or in your area. Maybe there's still a raccoon.
2: Wasn't him, Do you though. think that there's maybe, like, other people buried in their second pet cemetery? Like, as an Ooh. investigator... I would have also checked that pet cemetery. Yeah. Just to, to do well my due diligence. Have.
1: Yeah, they very well could have. I don't recall reading anything about it. So, yeah. I genuinely can't tell you whether that was something they looked at, but in that interview that's like that was one thing that they were sure to bring up was he's innocent, they didn't check this second pet cemetery. Wow.
2: That was part
1: one of their reasons um but yeah rightfully so they were both arrested and charged with first degree murder for the deaths of tylee and jj both chad and Lori. uh laurie was also charged with conspiring to murder her late husband charles and chad was also charged with murdering his late wife tammy in june of 2020 Um, Chad pleaded not guilty to all charges and Lori was ruled incompetent to stand trial at the time. And she was ordered to receive mental health treatment, um, in September of 2021. Then Chad, this is when Chad's children spoke publicly for the first time. So that whole like second pet cemetery thing didn't actually happen until September of 2021. Um, but they were very adamant on the fact that their father was innocent and that he was framed by Alex and Lori. And I guess Chad was a grave digger. Um, and that would have just been so foolish for him to bury them that shallow because he knew what he was doing and he would have buried them much deeper. So it could not have been him. He is innocent. What a
2: stupid argument. <laughs> what if
0: he was trying to throw them off the trail? A grave digger would never bury them in a shallow grave. Yeah, never. duh. Uh,
1: innocent, obviously, because when he was burying their pets, he would bury them as deep as he could. He would go all the way down there, and that's how he buried their pets. I love that the kids are
2: like trying to be helpful but also like <laughs> condemning their father. <laughs> <laughs> like making him look so guilty. Yeah. Uh so yeah,
1: this that interview happens with the children whatever whatever. Um about a year and a year later or so, April 11th of 2022 now, Lori was finally ruled mentally competent to stand trial. Um but by the nineteenth of April, she refused to plea either like guilty or innocent. She just didn't make a plea, and so the judge basically entered a not guilty plea on her behalf. I didn't
0: know judges could do that, but that I didn't happened. either to be fair. sorry That's to fine. interrupt you. um, I also didn't know that you could just choose not to enter a plea like I guess yeah. Like, what other choice does the judge have in that situation?
2: Yeah, exactly. I guess they
0: follow the innocent until proven
1: guilty, so just plead not guilty. Um, but, yeah, so... That was April, 2022, September, 2022 cameras and video cameras are banned from the courtrooms, not allowed because it's, it's believed that photos, images, videos could prevent a fair trial. And they even had the trial in like a different town because of the pu- publicity around it. Um, In March of 2023, it was decided that two separate trials were going to happen for Lori and Chad rather than the initial joint trial. I think that's a good idea. And yeah. Yeah. You would think that's mm-hmm. I'm r- with you on that one. And I would say they got that one right at least yeah. in this yeah, I agree. investigation. Um, so her trial began on April 10th, 2023 and her lawyers had said that, well, her defense basically her defense argument was that Lori was in her Idaho apartment when her kids died at Alex's apartment, her brother's apartment, and stating that Lori was with a couple of friends and or Chad that evening. So they couldn't even provide whether that be and or, or like, it was just like, maybe she was with Chad that evening,
2: but she wasn't. Who killed them? i hate that, See, that that's gonna work in her favor yep i yeah i just find it crazy
0: that alex has already literally gotten away with murder once already mm-hmm. and now she's throwing him under the bus again she's like yeah my children died under his supervision like I, is he gonna get away with that too even if it's a lie well he's, bad. he's, he's not dead he's dead we don't know. Right. <laughs> That's the right. thing. They're blaming <laughs> oh a dead guy.
1: They are literally throwing a dead guy under the bus right now with this.
0: Uh, yeah, you know
1: what? I overlooked that part. And mind you though, Alex and Lori lived in the same complex, apartment complex. Does oh, that yeah. raise suspicion? Does that raise alarm bells? Who knows? Um but with all of that being said, obviously DNA was involved they had some biologists and forensic scientists do their thing and a DNA analyst um, testified that there was hair found attached to the duct tape duct tape excuse me that was used to wrap JJ's body and it matched Lori's so that obviously linked her to the case and so on May 12th 2023 Lori was found guilty on all charges and this includes first degree murder of JJ and Ty Lee grand theft due to stealing social security payments that were issued to her children, as well as conspiracy to commit first degree murder and the deaths of Tammy and her children. And something to note, that's kind of like the end of what I've got right now, because um, Chad's trial is still, they don't know what is happening with that. As of May, 2023, it had not been scheduled Um, So that's kind of like where we're at now. And then apparently her sentencing was supposed to happen three months after her conviction in May. So hopefully by August of this year, we should know what her sentence was. Originally, the death penalty was on the table. They took that off because they didn't have enough time to analyze and go over some new evidence that was provided or brought forth. So she's not facing death penalty. Chad... Is facing death, possible death penalty when his goes to trial. So, hopefully, we'll keep you guys updated and stay tuned for that. But of note, I didn't really know where to like throw this in because it's so absurd and outrageous. But um, Alex, so Lori's brother, apparently performed in an open mic event uh, prior to his death. And there's a literal video of his like actor skit, whatever you call it. And his joke starts, quote, you ever had something that you knew was the right thing to do, but then it turns out later on, you know, it was a felony, end quote. Uh, whoa. That's not he can't. No, you killed <laughs> two children. <laughs> oh, my maybe gosh. And, and a, a man and maybe involved with Tammy's death. Oh, my god! You're so funny. That was so hilarious. He did, it's I will just, say, get a couple chuckles at the time, but no one knew what he had, what had happened. So It's just
0: so convenient that he
2: is dead during all of this. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's so frustrating because you're never really going to know the full story. Mm. Oh, yeah, because Lori I and Chad that. are never going to say what's happening. Well, like, Lori is so far gone. She, that, yeah. There's, yeah. I feel yeah. like Chad knew exactly what he was doing, and so, like, he might know, but I but I, I also don't think know that he's Chad's ever going to say like, anything.
1: I also, yeah, I also feel like he's the main influence behind all of this, though, because she apparently was not all of this, like, all this religious before meeting Chad. And then Chad comes mm-hmm. into the mix, and now she's like, oh, my God, all of these people around me are zombies and dark spirits, and I am given visions from God. Like, so I think he very much had a say in what was going on.
2: Yeah. And I think
1: he's going to approach, this is just speculation a hundred percent on my part. I think he's going to approach the trial as very much like a, a cult esque like leader. Like he was just doing his due diligence and serving the Lord. That's what I think his defense may be.
2: He's just a special kind of effed up
0: yeah yeah like I I don't want to deflect any blame from Mm -hmm. Lori because her children are dead she obviously tried to hide it I don't care that she thought the end of the world was coming and she was a god and all this jazz like but I definitely do think that Chad did probably play a role in like the I don't know the right word I guess downfall of her mental health like if she was already so into her religion that like of course she believed all these things he was saying especially because he was such a big figure in the church like he definitely could have made her believe more than she might have otherwise but i'm not i'm not deflecting blame she's still just as much guilty yeah yeah and then like, the question raises like
1: did he see that vulnerability and like use that to his advantage and like go from there
2: well, and I feel like the question should be asked is, like, would she have killed her kids if she had not come into contact with... With Chad. With Chad. Would these
1: five people still be alive if yeah. that meeting or interaction never happened? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But we'll um, unfortunately never know. Uh, But yeah, so that's what I've got on Lori Vallow Daybell and Chad Daybell. I'm... I don't know about you guys. I'm quite excited to see what happens in the next coming months. We'll keep our eyes peeled for at least August is kind of that time frame where her sentencing should be happening. Um, I'm interested to see what she is sentenced with. Um, But yeah, that is the roller coaster ride of the missing children and the deaths of Tylee and JJ.
0: Well, Nicole, thank you for bringing us on that roller coaster ride. Um, I am definitely shocked about most of what I heard in that case, because I just don't understand how this hasn't been much bigger in the media. And maybe it has, and maybe I'm clueless, but nevertheless, it was very informative and very interesting. And thank you so much for telling us all about it. And I really... Very much look forward to hearing the updates about it. So with that being said, um, we are going to continue the discussion of ongoing cases in the episode coming out next Thursday. We're doing it slightly differently. So instead of three weeks from now, you're going to get another ongoing case next week. So definitely keep your ears peeled for that. Um,
2: Journey, would you care to tell us where you can find us on social media? Yeah, for sure. So our listeners can find us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at What the Forensics. Our Twitter is WTForensicsPC, and our website is WhatTheForensics.ca. And our email is WhatTheForensics at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, or concerns.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much, Journey, and definitely uh, be sure to reach out like Journey said, if you've got any questions or recommendations or anything, because we'd really love to hear from you guys. Uh, but with all that being said, this has been another half episode of What the Forensics, and we very much look forward to seeing you guys
2: or uh, interacting with you guys next Thursday. Just a reminder to everyone that we are not professionals in the forensic science field. We are just interested in forensics and want to share what we are learning with our listeners. We're trying to give you the most accurate information, but we are human and can make mistakes. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you next week.